Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Harry Wakes right to the last. And L.A. Hello and welcome to The Last Word on Spurs. Coming to you 24 hours earlier than originally planned. And um, nothing really is a rule to show for it, unfortunately. But I'm pleased to welcome um, a panel along to kind of provide us some therapy, some context as to what type of Tottenham we're seeing at the moment. Very, very difficult on the eye. If you can watch it, that is. And just, yeah, where we are as a football club right now. I feel like I'm saying the same thing week after week. It feels like a copy and paste job. So talking us through the next hour of all things Tottenham, fresh after his last rant, he's back on, hopefully a bit more uh, relaxed this time, although on the back of that display, I'm not too sure, but the wonderful Anthony Costa's back on the show. And how, how you, you feeling doing, this time around? Yeah, yeah, really good, mate. Really chilled, really. Um, I'm just really calm. I just feel very numb, Rick. Um, I'm sure is it more of an acceptance from you now on this show? Yeah. It is what it is, isn't it? It's beyond I, anger, isn't it now? It's, it's beyond yeah, anger, isn't it? it? It's just 40 years I've supported this club. You know, I had no choice in supporting this club. Um, so it is what it is. I've accepted mistakes after mistakes for many years. And unfortunately, that's that's where we're at at the moment. Individuals making silly errors. And today was just what, three, three individual errors, three yeah. stupid mistakes. So what more can I say other than I'm just absolutely gutted. It was a heartless performance. And... Deep down, it was pathetic. No, and I, and I and I switched off, which is the first time in many years uh, when uh, when the third goal went in. Because I thought, why am I going to put myself through that? Yeah, I'm absolutely devastated. But what can I do? They don't, you know, I, I could be crying, but you know, no, no one would care. So why should I, you know, 
really be that upset after seeing that today. I'm just, it's yeah. just, it's just ridiculous. It's one of those, I think it's disappointed, but not surprised. <clears throat> of course, we are coming to you on the back of that performance against Man City. Just a reminder, you can find the show on iTunes, Acast, Audio Boom, across all major audio platforms. We're also on Twitter at Last Word on Spurs. We're on Facebook and Instagram too. Also, back on this show. I haven't spoken to him in a couple of weeks, so it's nice to have him back. The wonderful Richard Cracknell's in the house. Rich? Not back with unfortunately. Difficult times, no. Richard. Difficult times. Oh, Matt. Well, listen, today, as you well know, I live in Lanzarote and I love living here, but sometimes it's like being in prison because you can't get the stuff you can get in the UK. It's hard to find stuff. Today, I found teacup for me car. Uh, if those of you are unaware of teacup, it's a polished stuff, takes off a thin layer of, of, of your paintwork, brings the paint below through, makes it beautifully shiny. And I bought this dirty old 30 year old Jeep Wrangler about a month ago. Really getting really, really like good nick mechanically, but the body work no good. I found a bottle of this stuff today. It's brought it up gleaming, absolutely gleaming. And Mrs. Cracknell made the best chicken escalops this evening as uh, as well so like today has been a really really good day when we start talking about spurs that might change but go go to the next guest because i'm going to leave that there for now i've had, i've had a great day but we'll, we'll we'll talk about other things later on thank you good night <laughs> dear, oh dear. We're trying to make our power to not talk about Tottenham. This is where we are right now. And also back on the show, always trying to provide us with some fair balance, some reasoning, something to give us optimism. The wonderful Lee McQueen's in the house. Lee, um, I think it's fair to say difficult times at the moment, very, very difficult times. A show that's already had to do with one managerial sacking not too long ago. It feels like at the moment um, we might not be too far away from another one as things stand. Difficult, difficult moments. Uh, good, good evening, panel. Good evening, listeners. Uh, it might be me having a rant tonight, uh, and and the rant and the rant and the macker. It might well be because uh, you know it, it is tiresome. I'm trying to be some balance, like like Ant and uh, like Crackers as well. Um, I'm dying to see that Wrangler, by the way, Crackers. Um, but uh, like 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 Ant certainly. Um, I was painting my bed. <laughs> During, during, during the uh, during the football, I mean, it was just background noise for me, um, and I was watching. So I, I'll try and give you some analysis. I, I've watched bits and bobs back, but it was, you know, gone are the days at the moment where I'm intensely sitting in front of the TV and watching a match. And uh, um, by goodness, do I want to be back in that stadium using my season ticket in uh, block two five two in the south? But wow, I mean, watching some of this stuff that we're watching at the moment is uh, is very very. Well, do you know what? I was watching, I was painting my bed, and I think I'd rather watch the bed paint dry than uh, than watch the football, mate. I think it sums it up, Rick. How sad is that? I mean, how sad is that at the moment, the way we are feeling right now? But, John, we're going to start with you, Rich. It's been a while since you've been back on the show. So, what can I say, Rich? I mean, Spurs abject again, and it feels like the apathy is creeping in real fast here. I mean, there's obviously some players that just aren't up to the task in hand. We know that. They haven't been good enough for a long time. But I do feel, Rich, the bottom line is they should be better than this, which, to me personally, that's on Jose Mourinho. I've got to be honest with you. You know, no Spurs player had more shots two or shots one on target against Man City than Gareth Bale. And he came on in the 72nd minute, Rich. So can you just try and give me some understanding of what is happening to our football club right now. 
Well, like you alluded to there, Rick, earlier in the season, it wasn't like this. And we looked a, we looked an, a happy squad. We looked a happier squad. And then something happened. We, I know we're going over old ground there. Something happened and the wheels came off and we just looked unhappy, unconfident, scared, playing within ourselves, shackles on. It's something really... Um, will we ever know... I don't know. So we've already proven that this season, these players are better than this. They are better than this. We had great stats, good stats at the start of the season. And we looked good. Even even when we played that low block, mid block, which some people just ain't having at all, we looked okay. We, we looked good. And then all of a sudden, no good. Everybody, everybody to a man playing within themselves. Hoiberg today, knackered, absolutely knackered, because he's just run himself into the ground. And as me and Ant said earlier, it looked like at the start of the season, Hoiberg might rub off on Spurs. That attitude might rub off on Spurs. And guess what? Spurs have now rubbed off on Hoiberg. That, that, that's where we are. But he's knackered. And I think we've got some excellent players that are now knackered and playing within themselves and look okay. And we've got a hell of a lot of okay players, which Pochettino mentioned needed refreshing a while ago, who now look abysmal, absolutely abysmal. And I think those windows where we never bought players that Pochettino spoke about a while ago was the earthquake. Well, here's the tsunami of that now. This is, this is what, what we're seeing. I think it's... I think it's a multifaceted problem at the club, Rick, and it goes from top to bottom, top to bottom. And uh, I know this is something that we may come on to, so we won't. I won't talk about the very top. But for me, it just looks like they're not being stimulated by the current manager. It looks like that they're not giving their all for him. They're just not. Uh, they're just not motivated. Just not motivated. And these errors are absolutely killing us at the moment. No, there's no team, Everton didn't beat us the other night. We beat ourselves. We gifted them five goals. Today, our right, penalty on. aside was a bit 50-50. The other two goals, forget it, we're gifted to them. And the third goal, just watch the third goal on loop because I think that was Spurs at the moment summed up in one goal, in one move and one goal. That is Tottenham at the moment. And where we go from here, I'm sure the other chaps will join in and, and, and chip in where we go. But that's where I see where we are at the moment, Rick. Just de demotivated and listless. I No identity. Dysfunctional. We are dysfunctional at the moment. And it, it's a mess. It's an absolute mess. Yeah, it's so difficult, isn't it? Because you just feel like at the moment, um, the American uses analogy is that you have a property and you go to try and sort one issue of the house out, then suddenly another crack appears, another thing goes wrong, and you're, the whole thing is just falling down. That the whole thing, from literally from the roof, mm. I know through to the through to the living room, uh, the bedroom, the bathroom, my God, the garden, everything at the moment just feels like it's closing in on us. I mean, and I want to come round to you because um, Mourinho wanted to emphasise that his players were very tired. They did obviously near on 120 minutes just over that against Everton during the week. He says it was a fresh team against a very tired team and refused to fault the effort. He said, 
great attitude, great <clears throat> dignity. I have nothing to say against my players, not even about a couple of defensive mistakes that are always present. It just feels like at the moment, Anne, and please correct me if you think I'm wrong here, that ever since what happened after that defeat to Liverpool at Anfield, like Rich said, something has happened in terms of the belief in that dressing room where, quite frankly, it's just gone. And it feels like he's trying everything now in his power to try and get behind the players. But it feels like for whatever reason, and at the moment, we're just not seeing any real foundation, structure or basis to give us any confidence that we can turn this rut round. Do you see anything here, Ant, to kind of give you confidence that it's going to get better? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't think so. I think um, the squad, as I said the other night, is not good enough. Um, no matter who you bring in, what, what manager you bring in, they're not good enough. Um, there's only five players, as I said the other night. I keep repeating myself. Uh, the others are just mistakes, mistakes, mistakes. It's mistake FC. We we are we are a terrible, terrible football inside at the moment. And I can't, I can't. Listen, if Jose came out tonight, yeah, and said he was terrible, he was terrible, he was terrible, we'd all be going, oh, he's out of all though, he shouldn't be doing that. But because he hasn't done that, we're now questioning the fact that why hasn't he said that? Because is he watching the same game as I am? Because I, as I said to you when we first started talking, I switched off after 65 minutes. That's the first, I, I, I feel ashamed saying that as a Spurs fan. I bleed blue and white. I Spurs through and through, like the rest of the lads. I'm embarrassed that I switched it over to spend time with my kids and watch Saturday night TV. Now, I used to look forward to Spurs playing. Now, tonight was an absolute disgrace. It was a training match. Man City didn't even get out of second gear. We had no idea, no identity, no passing, no movement off the ball, on the ball, nothing. And if they're knackered, they're knackered. But, you know, they're pro athletes. What more can I say? I don't know what else to say other than it is what it is. You, you, you get paid to play football, so go out and do it. You know, I've been on, I've been to different countries in the band, yeah, five, six different countries in two weeks. One day you land, you do your interviews, you go and do your show, you get on a plane the next day, you go to another place. I can't sit there and go, oh, I'm really tired today. Never, never did I ever say that. So I'm sorry, they're pro footballers. Yes, you are going to get tired, but this is the point of having a big squad. And yes. we ain't got that. The bottom line is, mm. we ain't got a squad that are capable of trying to give Man City a game. Trying to. Just go out and try. I saw nothing tonight. And I'm sure Lee's going to come up with, you know, you know, say about the stats, and rightly so, because I, from watching it, and what I did watch, was absolutely disgusting and pathetic. Lee, come around to you. I know you probably have some stats for me. I've got one for you. Spurs' mm -hmm. heaviest Premier League defeat since the final defeat to Brighton. Um, October 2019, which was the beginning of the end for Maurizio Pochettino. But today's game, Lee, um, is that, again, just a painful reflection of the gulf between the two clubs, both on and off the pitch, every level, really, from the chairman to the board, coaching staff, recruitment team, first team development squad? It just feels at the moment that you could not have two clubs in such a different direction to where they're going that, you know, at the moment, it's just so hard to bear. And dare I say, even talk about at the moment. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, again, with with the risk of repeating ourselves every week, and listeners, we you know I do apologise, right? Because you know you, you're listening to this, uh, hope you know um, midnight or you know in the morning or Sunday, you want to get up and have some like, oh, you know, we had a defeat, let's get some positivity, and it's difficult. We're in a very difficult moment. Uh, we had seven attempts at uh, on goal today, three on target. 40% possession, which, to, to be fair, ain't bad against City. But again, that just sums up that comment, doesn't it? Uh, 443 passes, 86% passing accuracy. And the only reason why they were accurate is because we knocked it around between our centre-backs like most of the most of the game. Uh, I think there was like some damning stats, like four or five touches in their, their box in the first 70 minutes. Um, you know, look, Kane had a really good chance uh, with a free kick for once. And we all, we all were... Uh, when he stood up to take that free kick, we probably all rolled our eyes thinking, really? You know, you've, you've scored one free kick, which is a massive deflection about six years ago. Why he's taking free kicks? But he did it at the bar. Um, and I think you're right. I think, you know, if we're going to if we're gonna analyse the game, then, then you know, we'll probably be here for five minutes because we got battered. We were absolutely useless. We had no game plan, one iota. I didn't see us go out, look solid. Um, you know, even if we went out and put a low... I said them before we got on air, we didn't really low block today, did we? It was kind of like, you know, we didn't really low block. We didn't really go forward. We didn't really do anything other than make mistakes. The best thing Tottenham are, are at the moment, the best thing that we can do, the best, we are the best at the moment at making bloody silly mistakes. I mean, it's, it's just ridiculous. I mean, Luis, come on, man. Like, I, I back him all day long, but he's a World Cup winning captain. He's having a shock against seven. He's had a shock again tonight. You know, Hoiberg, best player on the park. But, um, you know, eight out of ten, man, should I say. The dustman, mopping it all up, as Cracker said, coined the phrase a few weeks ago. Crazy trains in full flow. Hoiberg's loving it. I mean, I think you summed it up perfectly. Spurs are rubbed on, on off on a Hoiberg. I mean, it's a perfect scenario. That's what he looks knackered and he needs a rest. Can't give him a rest because, you know, no offence, you've got winks coming in. <laughs> you know what I mean? Come back to, to, to Ant's point. And then going forward, I mean... Look, I love Kane absolutely to death. And I love Son. And, you know, I, I want Bale to do well. I'm glad Dele Alli come up. I want him to do well. I thought Lamella has done well in the previous couple of games. But going forward, I mean, how soft do you want to be? Son was non-existent today. And this is a guy that scored against uh, Manchester City five times in the last, in the, in the, in the previous five or six appearances. He, he scored... Um, the winner in the first league in the quarterfinal of the Champions League. He scored again at the Etihad Stadium. Um, he, he scored again uh, at the 2-0 win, all, the 2-0 so like, wins he scored. Actually, just on that, do you put that down at all anything to do with the tactical setup or is that, again, yeah. for you, it's on the players more than anything else? No, I think I think it is a tactical setup. It wasn't, you know, we, we look at we look at Jose Mourinho and Jao Sacramento and apparently he's the best tactician and, you know, he's coming through, whatever. Tactically tonight, what was the what was the plan? Because every time, even when we got into a situation, no, no one can deny that at some stages there was three or four white shirts running in, you know, trying to run in behind. Then there was a little, so there was a, maybe the tactical counter attack piece, but then there was a little trip over or a slip of the foot or the pass weren't quite right, and it's just it's so small margins that you're working towards at that uh, within them tactics. Like you've got to be absolutely bang on the money yeah, on defending, exactly. which we're not. No. And then you've got to be absolutely bang on the money with the passing, which we're, not. we're also not no. typically. So, yeah. you know, I, I don't think that the tools, like Ant said, and, and, and crackers have alluded to and Rick, you have enough time on the show, right? The tools ain't in the, uh, we ain't got the tools in the kit bag, right? So we ain't got the, we ain't got the players. We ain't got the furniture in the house as Potch, uh, as Potch shed. But equally, the furniture we've got is the furniture we've got. And we've got to get a tune out of these. And like Cracker said, 
we were getting a tune out of these players. We were top of the league for nearly five weeks, you know, and we were we were scoring goals. We were having fun, and even in that low block, we're yeah. we're we're, um, we we're going after the right, first we big change. Yeah, yeah. And the first big change this season was the West Ham game, and we're going to get to that fixture later on in the show. Clearly, it was a reverse fixture. The first change of the tactics was we were freeing it up, and we drew three three, and then it, then all of a sudden the bar, the buses came like we you know they were queuing up. Beep, beep. Boop, just reversing into place, mate. Bang, there's a few buses, they're all starting to be parked, and then we're getting away with it. And every week we'll come on going, Job done. Oh, yeah, yeah, one nil Burnley, one nil West Brom. We're getting the job done, and it didn't matter because we were top of the league. Then the top of the table clash versus Liverpool, and that 94th minute winner, whatever, from Bobby literally is just just done something to us football club and 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 if that is if that is not absolute mentally weakness mm. or something inside that football club has happened during that time because we're falling off an utter cliff since yep. that point and, and you think about how different this could be if we'd have beaten liverpool Bergie is- puts that ball in we yep. go two one up rather than going uh going um missing them chances and and again so i'm talking about fine margins and it wouldn't have still been all right because we've still got shocking players and I am going to dig them out. And I know the club listened to this, and I'm sorry. But Davinson Sanchez, I mean, what are you doing? This is a long ball. I mean, come on. Mm. You've got comedy after comedy after comedy on the pitch. And this was happening at Everton. And again, like I said like I said the other night, trying to be philosophical, if we'd have beat, beaten Everton 5-4 rather than lost to 5-4, we wouldn't have, I said this to you in a week, uh, week, week we wouldn't have caned our defence. We wouldn't have been on the pod. And none of the fans on, on social media would have given monkeys. When you, you know win. what? We got through. Exactly. And that, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's the fine margin. Yeah. But but the point being is it's like tonight, if we'd have nicked a draw like we did uh, a couple of uh, couple of summers ago up at the Etihad when we drew 2-2, if we'd have nicked a draw, people would be like, result, yeah, we got a point out of the Etihad, we move on. But we were shocking then and we're shocking today. And yeah. nothing's changed. The serial winner has, hasn't changed anything. Right, we're in a cup final against that lot that has just absolutely battered us. And like I said, didn't get a second gear. I mean, it, it could have been embarrassing. What has actually changed since since we sacked Maurizio Pochettino? And when you look at Poch, and I'm not comparing them, but going back to the board and going back to what happened, what Cracker said, 518 days. Sorry, Chris Cowling, if I got that wrong, but 518 days without signing a player. This is now. This has become the issue, and I was always no, no, no. This is a good plan. This is we're going to be all right, but we're not. We we are what another five players away from being anywhere near where we need to be. Yeah, five, six, seven, eight. I know it's it could be as many. Jason once said it. Jason, one of our own. Jason Mm. once said it. Sorry, and Jason once said. We need another 20 players. We yeah. need to replace 20 <laughs> players and keep Son and yeah. Kane. Yeah. And, and he did say that. And, and actually, when, when you're looking at it now... Mm. He's not far off, is he? Uh, he ain't far off. <laughs> I was going to bring him in for one second. Let me just give a flavour of some of the listener questions that we've had in here, because obviously like, we've put the tweets out. Um, this is from Bow Paul. says, a lack of investment in defence, carrying too many rubbish players that should move on. At the moment, we are Burnley, but with a better stadium. Nathan Lumber says, frustrating to see more mistakes. Three avoidable goals. Hugo and Sanchez weak for them. Thought the team actually was set up right. Tanganga and Lamella positive performances. Bow looked bright. 
Who do we persist with at the back moving forward? We're going to come on to that. Karen Head says, we constantly play our best players, which is good, but they're also knackered. Too many players are not enough good to be going forward or can be trusted. The pandemic is a huge blow to the club, as I can't see it help moving the club forward in terms of trying to find a buyer, which is what we need. Coys88 says, I have no words for this team. Sanchez defending was horrid. Lloris can't stop a shot. A weak penalty that should have been stopped. And one of Gunduan's goals, simply not good enough from a defensive perspective. The Attacking players had no idea. This is absolutely depressing, as always. And you know what? I've got to be honest, that's exactly how it feels at the moment. Ant will bring you in there because I know you wanted to come in. But before you do, Ant, can I just ask you a question? Spurs this season until the 10th of December, <coughs> 11 games played, 24 points, the most out of any team. Then we go Spurs after December the 10th, 12 games played, just 12 points in that period, 14th in that time frame. You look at the league in terms of the other clubs compared. That difference, Ants, is staggering, isn't it? It's just staggering. Oh, it's 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 terrible. It's terrible reading and viewing. But <clears throat> we have always been that team. We have we have been there many many times. So nothing. This is what I'm saying. I'm numb to it. Nothing phases me anymore. You have to look at the fact that we needed one or two for short centre halves in that back four, right? When the do you was... think it's the board, Ant? Do you think, sorry to interrupt think, you, but do you think yeah. it's the board? Because I, I don't think, the way, the way Bale, the way Bale is being treated by Jose mm. and whatever, I don't yeah. think Jose Mourinho wanted to sign Gareth Bale. I think Jose yeah. Mourinho wanted to sign Scrinmar. And I and I think he turned around to the board and went, I need a central defender. I need Scrinmar. Go and pay the 27 million. Yeah. And then um, the board brought in Gareth Bale. But don't get yeah. me wrong, I'm not going backwards on Gareth Bale. My view on getting Gareth Bale Unbelievable. I genuinely thought unbelievable. And I, you know, I'm still yeah. hoping that, that, yeah. that he will come back good. But but I, I don't think Jose Mourinho wanted uh, wanted Bale. I think he wanted central defenders. If he wanted Bale, he'll be playing week in, week out. All right, bar a few injuries, which we all know he, he unfortunately gets. But you have to look at from top to bottom. I'm not going to sit here and slag the board and this one. Off, but from a supporter... From a supporter, I think like they have to go out and spend. We've got this massive stadium now, and I think all this year, but we've got the best stadium in the world, but we haven't got the best players, or we haven't got a great team of players to play week in, week out. And I think you have to go and spend now because I'm sorry, when I saw the final whistle, when I, I saw on Twitter, Kane's face, he looked, he looked shut, mate. Dejected, yeah. Totally. Dejected, that's the word. Yeah. So, I'm sorry, if he wants to go, let the geezer go. Go and do a bail. Go and go to City, go to whoever, two, three years, go and win your trophies and come back to us when you're 31, 32. And go and do a Teddy Sheringham, what he did. Let him go and win things because it's not fair that we're holding him back and he's got these individuals around him. Mm. He looked dejected, mate. He was running everywhere. From what I saw. Can I ask you though, Anne? I, I promise you, I'm going to come onto the board in more depth shortly, Anne. But I just want to ask yeah, you, just on. on Jose Mourinho, you know, collected now just 1.65 points per game as Spurs manager in the Premier League. The lowest at any club during his managerial career. Then you add to that, that <laughs> arguably, can I ask you, Anne, arguably right now, listen, City are the best team in the world. But 12 <laughs> points in the last 12 league matches going back to December. I mean, tell me, where are you? Listen, I totally agree the players aren't good enough as a whole in terms of the squad. We've established that. But the question I want to ask you is, can we carry on performing like we're performing, 
losing the points that we're losing. No. So, no. so what do we do, Iran? What do we do right well, now? As you said the other night, Rick, we're stuck with these players until June. So you go out and get a new manager. That's great. Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. Fanfare and everything players. else. But they're still the same players. So what do you want? We've had, but, as, as me and Crackers have said many times, we've had every type of manager. We've had the best man manager in Harry Redknapp, Martin Yo. Um, AVB wasn't that sort of type of manager. He was very straight, very... Ra like, Ramos you know, was a winner, as we know, of course. Ramos was a winner. It came to us and mm. it didn't work out. So it's, it's everything about Tottenham. But can someone get these players better no. in terms of a no. coaching aspect? And you don't believe that? They're, they're beyond the no. coaching aspect? No, no, listen, if they're not learning now, they're not going to learn next week or, but, or if another manager comes in. Mm. I, I hope I'm wrong, but I can't see it. Let me ask you, Rich, on that, because, you know, Pochettino had 12 games at the start of the 2019-20 season. He took 14 points, right? And um, Mourinho's last 12 games in 20 to 21 has seen Spurs take 15 points. There'll be many that feel, Rich, that he shouldn't be keeping his job at the moment based on that extra solitary point. So where are you, Rich? Do you feel that with the tools he's got there, um, someone could get more out of this squad from a coaching aspect to improve the confidence around the camp? Yeah, I, do you know what? I have to I have to disagree with Ant. I don't normally disagree with him, but I do believe that the, you can get more out of this current squad than uh, the Mourinho is getting. I just, I, I don't, they're just not playing for him. And that as, aside from the other problems, this as a standalone issue, Rick, they're, not, they're just not playing for him. And I think if somebody else comes in that they want to play for, then you will get a better performance out of them. It's like any workplace. If you don't like your boss, you don't perform for him. If you want to do something that, and, and your heart's in it, you can make it happen. Funny enough, I'll come back to what I was talking about at the top of the show. I've bought that old Jeep and the bodywork on it looks awful. Absolutely awful. And I'll tell you why I don't like it. Because it is bright red. It is fire engine red. I bought a what red car. Doing? What are you doing? <laughs> Listen. It's a, it's a great car mechanically. It's in good nick. It's done 100,000 kilometres in 30 years, right? But the only problem is it's bright red, okay? I'm stuck with it until I can until I can give it a respray, spend some money on a respray. So in the meantime, I have to make it look good. Now, because I love it, I've gone out today, bought some tea cut, gone at it, put a bit of elbow grease at it because I want to do it, because I'm motivated to do it. It looks a million dollars now. It's shining, never mind the colour, but it looks good because I want to do it. This is, and it's like anything in life. If you want to do it, you do it. It's like you, you, you can push yourself and get more. And this is where this is where the Spurs players are. I just don't think they want to play for him. So if somebody else comes in that allows them to play in their positions, to play the way they want to play, then like I'm, I think that you will get more out of this current team. But and here's here's the kicker: there's only so much you will get out of this current team. Yeah. Is that enough for us to be able to challenge uh, the league and win cups year on year? No, not at all. Not yeah. at all. There is too many 
that need replacing. Then that becomes a problem off the training pitch, off of what's being said in the dugout, and starts creeping up that beautiful new stadium in and then plush leather seats that sit on the halfway line. And that's where the issue changes. That, that's where one of the other issues is, which I know we, we are going to talk about. But these current yeah. players, yeah. yes, we can get more out of them. We, we absolutely can. We've proved it. We've done it earlier in the season. This is what's we, crazy, we, was, yeah. we, were playing, we were playing well. Now we're not. They're, just, they're simply not playing for him. Rick, I don't know whether, and I don't know what the listeners think as well, I don't know whether the club can actually afford to sack him because yep. of the, the financial, like, well, I mean, as, he's as on such it, money. Report, as we understand, it's a reported salary of around 18 million a year, but given, I say, the cater, a lot of that would maybe be potentially on Bonuses, yeah, yep, yeah, it's exactly. probably half of that. Yep. But, but conversely, can we afford not to sack him at one point a game as well. So, you know, it's yep. uh, if I was Daniel Levy, I'd be having some sleepless nights over that. But we are. how long? <laughs> how moment, long, Rick? Do you know what? You're, you're lucky there's no fans in there. That, oh, I, think, I think he's got away with it this season because, man. you know, the, the, the fans, us fans, wouldn't, wouldn't take what's going on. No. Uh, we would have loved it at the beginning of the season and we yep. thought you could progress from there. Mm. But... We've regressed, and I think like we can't we can't keep doing that because we are going to get off the more of a cliff. And I think who do you bring in if if Mourinho does go? Who do you bring in? Who is out there? Yeah, who we, is willing to take that gamble? This is my point. Is Rogers going to leave Leicester? Well, I think you said you it's, know, also, it's, it's also it's also a poison chalice. This job because we're going to come on to it in a second because of the nature of the board much. it also is a poison chalice. Lee, I just want to finish up with you in terms of Mourinho before we do discuss the board on the second half of the show. Um, as I said to Rich there, Lee, you know, twelve points in twelve league matches. Poch had roughly the same form was sacked. Spurs are now out of the FA Cup. And in a final against this same City team that just wiped the floor with us. Europa is still there. That's the next game on our agenda. But in the current form, Lee, I mean, that's just a dream. I mean, I know I feel like a broken record by asking you the same question every week for you. That Has anything changed for you on Jose Mourinho? Do you still believe that there is a way in which these players do perform? I'm not saying they're not performing. I just feel there's such a lack of confidence, Lee. Yeah, I think I think there's definitely a lack of confidence. Um, there's definitely a lack of cohesion. Um, I think Crackers make some cracking points. See what I did there um, on on the on, uh, on the losing the dressing room thing. I wasn't so sure. I think the dressing room had gone a little bit, and then we we played against West Brom, and then even the Everton, the spirit was there, the the running was there, the, you know, the intent was there. The silly mistakes were there, <laughs> which we keep talking about, and I don't think the silly mistakes were dressing room loss. So. I'm not 100% on that, um, but something's happened, whatever it is, definitely since the Liverpool game. If that's a mentality thing, like we mentioned earlier, then, you know, you know, we need to, you know, we need to grow some, you know, we need to get involved, you know, we look, you know, roll our sleeves up and start putting a teacup on. Do you know what I mean? Because that's, that's what is, look, what I would say is this without going into a, to a massive rant and, and whatever, but in my experience, right. And I've been through, you know, I'm not, I'm not the most experienced person in the world and I'm, I learn every day. But what I do and what I've seen and the and the shit that I've had to see through my businesses, which I've grown and then they've shrunk and then they've grown and then they've shrunk, you you cannot just feel sorry for yourself. It's like what Ant said earlier, you're tired, you've just got to get up and go again. You've got to do it. You know, it's, it's 
it is actually where it needs to be. And I was actually going to say about, you know, maybe we'll come up to the second half of the show. I was going to say about, you know, Kane and Son, do they want to stay? Do they want to leave? I think the Carabao Cup is, is massive in a positive way and in a negative way. And hopefully after the break, we'll get into that. Because I, I tell you, there's something going on there that, that, that can make it go both ways. I.e., if we don't win it, then, oh, it's another failure and this, that and the other. I can't stay at this club anymore. I can't do it. If we win it, it's almost like, do you know what? I've won a trophy now so I can move. And that, I, I think that's a quandary. I think, you know, I think it's a problem that we're going we're gonna to see in, a, in what, what may be a huge, huge transformation of the club in the summer. Well, before we do go for a quick break, I'm just going to finish up with some listener questions that we've had in here. This is from Tom at TRJ Hobart, who says, what can we actually learn from this result? Given bad run of form, two hours midweek against City and on a 15-match unbeaten run, playing continent-conquering football, what does this tell us in context? Joe at Wife Life says, not sure which is worse, that we got rinsed or that I'm not surprised. Where do we go from here? We aren't effective, exciting or even interesting. We are boring and irrelevant. Levy can't like that. Jack Duval says, as with so many games this season, we've been completely passive, just waiting for something to happen. Jose cannot organise or motivate this team. He simply has to go now. Cody Slusser says, can we just fast forward to the end of the season so this nightmare can be over? Defensive errors, weak midfield, no confidence or consistency anywhere on the pitch and woeful goalkeeping recently. And Ahmed Huncho says, Jose continues to use the same tactics of sitting back with no press and allowing a side like City to have 70% possession. But I will say, I think Lee read out the start. I think it was, I think we had a decent amount of possession, Lee, for this one. I think you told us earlier in the, in the show. It was 61, it was 61% for uh, for City and 39 okay. for Spurs. I mean, so it's, it's, not, it's not too far. Away. No, not too far. Very few defenders in the Premier League, let alone this Chambolic backline can pull this off. Jose needs a change of tactics and new defenders. Charles Cornwall-Way, I think he shares a lot what we feel. I feel absolutely nothing during our match. No anger, nothing at all. Just worrying. I'm glad about the goalkeeping situation is finally going to be addressed on this show because it's more than just two centre-backs we need and you know again a lot of the questions here relate, relate to the board um, this says here Nick Corder says no manager can come in and turn these players around majority of these players are not good enough Levy and Inix Gamble and Jose turning these players into winners has drastically failed many need to come and be gone this summer so that is where we're going to turn next we are going to discuss the board so do not go anywhere we're back after this very very short break now we're absolutely delighted once again on the last word on spurs here to be represented and sponsored by beer 52 and it is your opportunity yes your opportunity to get yourself a free case of eight beers now beer 52 they are the world's largest beer club with over 175,000 active members and each month those members are sent a case with a different theme this comes with a magazine plus a snack so if you don't like their dark beer go and choose the light option you can pause or cancel at any time and all you need to simply do is go to the website of www.beer52.com forward slash spurs and cover just the postage cost of £5.95 for your free case of eight craft beers from Beer52. That again, that website, www.beer52.com forward slash spurs and pay just £5.95 postage to get all this now. Phoenix 51 is a powerful employee technology enabling organizations to make data-driven decisions at every stage of the employee journey from hiring through benchmarking and development too. 
The platform provides detailed analytics on the most important asset in your business, your people, enabling organizations not only to make the correct hiring decisions, but also how to benchmark, train, and retain them. Phoenix 51, powering your people decisions through every part of the employee journey. Hello and welcome back to the second half of, again, a very disappointed panel. Last word on Spurs here. Looking back, trying to dissect this game against Man City. But I think, as we all know, our problems are deeper than just the results and the players and the manager. And I think it's time we had the discussion that I think many people want us to have on a more broader scale in terms of the board and where things are at. Because, Lee, let me start with you. Even if we do sack Jose... The player's ability remains the same. And we said this before that Pochettino suffered from brain dead players. And so will the next manager until we're yep. some will feel taken over by a firm who does chuck money at their manager. Jose is certainly to blame. And so is the players as well. But there is a feeling now that this goes higher up than just players manager. It results with the board and it results to not backing the previous manager when they should have done. Well, yeah, I think uh, I think we alluded to it early in the show when I said about 518 days, whatever it is, and I think Crackers uh, it nail on the edge, you know? It's killing us right now. And, um, you know, it's a knock-on effect. You can't, you know, I remember hearing Jamie from Dale Osper in my, in my head all them months ago back on Love Sports Show, you have to refresh the squad. You have to refresh the squad. And we, and we didn't. Whether or not that was a crazy idea at the time by Maurizio Potticino or whether or not that's just a crazy, crazy-ass idea from, from, from the board or from Daniel Levy, I think there was a, there was always a feeling around the football club and whether or not this is an excuse or not from the board, but there was always a feeling around a football club that we, we, we couldn't find the players to come to us because we was at such a high level that we couldn't we, we, we couldn't replace them. You know, the people that we could replace them with are the likes of Gareth Bale in his heyday or a Ronaldo or a Mbappe and none of them we, we could afford. We couldn't, we couldn't shop in that market, if you like. So, you know, the, the, the players that we have, when you've got Deli Ali hitting 50 Premier League gold before before he's the age of 23 years old and you've got Harry Kane winning golden boots and you've got Hummin Son that's, uh, you, know, you, know, you, know, doing, do, you know, doing bits like he's doing and Hugo Lloris is winning the World Cup. You know, and it's, it's difficult to argue that. But then you see the players on the pitch and you see, you know, how Deli Ali's been frozen out this year and how Gareth Bale has come back to a football club and been a shadow of himself and you know how all of the work has just been on you know uh, Kane and Son and even though they're having fantastic seasons you know th there's no one else really chipping into that it's taken Undumbella over a year to get involved in uh, in in the squad and you know, for, for whatever reason under Potticino and Jose so I think the point you're making about sacking Jose and bringing somebody else in is a, is a good one because well who we might get a new manager bounce as Cracker said and we might you know a manager out there to start coaching these players. We, we've got Ledley King, an absolute club legend, somebody who I absolutely love, one of the best defenders ever in the Premier League. And if he had, if he had two knees rather than just one, he probably would have been the best defender we'd have ever seen. How come he ain't getting a tune out of coaching these back four, these back three, the centre-backs? Are you with me? So, you know, like you can bring any... I'm not, I'm not saying that Ledley should be our manager, but he's a coach coaching defensively this Sham shambles, this shambolic defence. So, you know, Jose is renowned for defending and making it defenders. And one of the guys, uh, I'll find his handle in a minute, he said, can we have more best, second best defence in the Premier League, please? You know, well, unfortunately, no, because we haven't got that anymore. But but it's, it's ironic, isn't it, that we've had, you know, such a high record, if you like, of, 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 of being solid when we've just been shambles. 
So it has to go up the elevator. We have to get to them leather seats on, on uh, you know, on the halfway line uh, in the West Stand. And we have to talk about, you can't just bring in a guy that's won everything, seemingly, um, and, and expect to start winning stuff. That said, I mean, this is ridiculous. We're in a cup final. We're, again, you know, we was in a cup final. We've been seven... FA Cup semi-finals that we've lost on the trot. Uh, if we get into a semi-final, sorry, uh, we've had a League Cup uh, in 2015. Uh, we finished second twice. Uh, well, sorry, once, but I always think the Leicester season we finished second. But that, let's just move that on. But finished top four every season under Pochettino after his first season, and and, and the Champions League final, of course. Are we, are we, have we got ahead of ourselves? Or, you know, we've built this 1.2 billion pound stadium, but we haven't furnished it. And Pot said it before. Have we got the right people, the, the right mentality, the right players? Are we being coached well enough? What we can't do, listeners, um, panel and listeners, what we can't do, we can't just throw our toys out the pram and then just, and, and, and just go again. Because we, we, we've got a whole season to play. What I think and is indicative of what I can see on the pitch and what I can see in the club and, and what has been a crazy-ass 12 months with uh, across the planet anyway is a lack of cohesion and a lack of where we're going. There's no effing plan. And when you run a business or when you run a workforce, as Crackers talked about before, or when you run a football club, you have to have a plan. This is our plan. This is where we're going. Come on the crazy train with me. I'll take you there. Are you with me? You know, I'm serious here. And every business that I've run that's been successful, I've got people on site. I've got them playing the way that I want them to play, getting the best out of them, running through walls for me and making it happen. And that is what Jose's done 26, 27 times when he's won trophies and he's won everything. Why can he not do it here? Why not? I mean, to be something to do yeah. with coaching, the players, yeah. everything it's, to do with the it's club. The hardest, I, th I think it's the hardest job he's ever done. Well, that's obvious, isn't it? But 100%. Well, and I think that he came, I think that Jose came to this this club thinking, oh, okay, I like the stadium. I like this. Harry Kane, Human Son, De La Deux, a few good players here and there. I can coach him and uh, nurture him. He's tried everything and we've seen it. He's tried three at the back, four at the back, De La Deux, this one, that one, chopping and changing. I don't even know. I don't think he knows his, his best 11. If you, if and look. that just comes down to personnel. Yeah, if you look at, if you look, sorry guys, but if yeah. you look, no, right, you look at the top, I have to say top 10 now, because that's how far, far we've, we've fallen down the yeah. pecking order. But if you look at the top, well, we're ninth in the Premier League at the moment. If you look at the top 10, the, uh, the, uh, the clubs that are above us, <laughs> Harry Kane and Hummin Son, in my opinion, it's just my humble opinion, they're getting every single team above us. That's, every single exactly, that's what I said they, the other they day. Get in front, yeah, exactly. And, and then, you know, when you go further down our team, who else gets in, who else gets in, and so on and so forth. But when you've got them two that are genuine world-class, when you've got Gareth Bale, who, can, you know, we haven't seen anything like it, but when he come back and we had Son, Kane and Bale potentially up front, I mean, it's ridiculous. Bergwijn and, um, uh, and Lucas to come in, Lamella to come in behind them for as, as, as backups or squad players. Vinicius. I mean, like Cracker said, you've got to be getting a better tune out of them of what we're getting now and and only five six weeks ago we were top of the league so so we were getting a tune out of them so what's happened let's not give up let's not throw the baby out of the bathwater let's understand the problem work together as a team as a unit get back on the horse board that train load it up with coal and let's go again roll your freaking <laughs> yeah. sleeves up boys and get involved 
Because yeah. at the moment, they're not doing it. Rich, can I come around to you? Because then I want to kind of get your view, Rich, of where we are at the moment. Because, you know, let's be honest about it. You know, the team is absolutely all over the place. You know, you can claim it's individual errors, but there's absolutely no structure at all. And for me, the buck does stop with the boss. And it also stops with the board. Because someone's got to be accountable in the situation that we find ourselves in. Spurs are mid-table. And we look like we're mid-table. It's not a false position anymore. We are mid-table. And that's pretty much where we find ourselves in. And Joe, I say to you, a lot of these players are mid-table players now. That is the reality. And that pains me to say it, but some of them aren't good enough. And someone's got to be accountable for this, Rich, haven't they? Because you said it before earlier. You know, you look at the situation of, we're looking at what's happened here, regressing from the past. You know, you look at the case where for Spurs, you know, we lost Walker, we lost Vertonghen, Dembele, Eriksen, all in their primes. And we didn't replace a player that was as good or better than any of those players. And this is the result now that we're finding ourselves defensively in, that it's taken us, what, three, four, five, six years now to try and find a rebuild and a solution for this. Well, you can you can take it back to 20 years when they took over and Ant alluded to this earlier. We have tried every type of manager from disciplinarians through to the arm round the shoulder types to kick up the arse types, both domestic and foreign. And nothing has really worked on a sustainable long-term basis. We've come close with Pochettino, come very, very close. But listen, it's, it's almost like if you turn Spurs into a restaurant, right? And Enoch have now built the Ivy. Okay, they've built a beautiful, beautiful bistro. They've brought in Chef Ramsay, okay, of football. Chef Ramsay in the Ivy, but they're giving him half a dozen of their microwave burgers and a tin of peas and asking them to knock up like five star Michelin star food with like microwave burgers and a tin of peas. You can't do it. You just can't do it. If you had fresh supplies coming in, like the Tongan daily, like fresh fruit and veg, then you can start knocking up Michelin-starred meals. But all the time that the owners of the restaurant are throwing your microwave burgers, you ain't knocking out Michelin-starred meals. It's as simple as that. And this is the problem that we've had, is an owner that keeps doling out these microwave burgers and asking for Michelin-starred meals. Not happening. It's, Not it's, happening. Cham- it's champagne taste, lemonade money. It, 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 the, the, exactly the, the, the view's that. there, the, the stadium's there. In, hey, guys, look what we've built. Fantastic. But where's, oh, the, listen, players? where's be, the money and un- the players to, to be able to go out on that pitch and excite us? No one excites be under us. No doubt that that stadium and training facility is incredible. And you have to say, well done to the board. 100%. But, but, but the big but is, do you know what? If Spurs were playing on Tottenham marshes, we'd still turn up and watch them. Yeah. It's as, it's as simple as that. So you, you, can't, mm. you can't like go and invest in an infrastructure uh, and then forsake the product that you're bringing in. Like I said, you can't build the ivy and serve up microwave burgers. You've got to, you've got to get, get a balance. Now, mm. I don't know whether there was a more long-term plan that COVID has actually kicked into the long grass, yeah. but you start bringing the money in 
to be playing, paying those better players to blah, blah, blah. Maybe their plan was to dress the shop window and be out of this by now already with like Amazon or Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk or whoever, you know, as a bank account with about 12 noughts on the end of it. Yeah. Would would have been in, and that's now been scuppered. But I'd, Rick, I don't like all the time that Enoch are there. I think every manager has a glass ceiling that he can't get above. And I think Pochettino banged it and banged it and banged it, and it wouldn't break. Uh, Mourinho's nowhere near that at, at the moment. But again, he's just he's not he's not got the players so. I'm afraid, you know, the circus has come to town with football, and yeah. until like you get, uh, until you get the best dressed clowns running the circus, you, you ain't you ain't winning nothing. And it is it's it's a money game now, and I, I think I think football has even passed Enix's money. To be honest, I think it goes well beyond Enix, well well above Enix. The problem, money, what they, can they can't of. they can't afford to fund us anymore. I think this is the feeling no. that you know many have felt now, and this is why the club maybe does need to have a new owner. I mean, the trouble and- is who's coming in. Sorry to interrupt, but who's coming in? Like, who, there, there you who, go. like that, you say, like a, Je- a Je- you know Amazon or Jeff Bezos or whatever. But who is coming in? This this club is what three billion. You you got to stick three billion on the table. Three billion in a COVID ridden market. It's just not, you're living in a dream world. If, so, if so is, this the rea- is this the reality, Lee, where we're at right now? Does he, are we 100%. Stuck? It's the same reality as sacking Jose. Who's coming in? It's the same thing. Like if you but, get rid of Kane, who's coming in? It's the same thing. goes all the way down the track. Like the, you know, okay. Say it's 2 billion, right? Say it's even a billion. It's not happening in COVID. Like it's not happening in this economy. Like, you know, in, there's no chance that that is going to happen. The amount of investment that we've got in that football club, in that stadium and where we are, it will take a minimum to get us back into a mixer of, a, I reckon, two billion, two and a half billion. I do want to come to that because, you know, the point we're just trying to emphasise is that this team once did flourish and it only needed and I think you put this out to start the show you know one or two to really push on the team didn't get that as we know it slowly started to regress to the point where now we're in a situation where a complete rebuild to some degree is still needed but you know a rebuild was ignored here we are we're mid-season you know in a situation yet five years ago today if you listen to us on Sunday you know we went to City we won two at the Etihad and looked like you know where Spurs are in a position where we could even contest for the league. You know, you look at that a year before that, you know, we drew 2-2 there. A year before that, you know, we knocked City out of the Champions League quarters. But this time, Ant, there's real nothing at all to give us any hope of inspiring. You know, we can't create, can't pass. Everything seems destroyed. I know it's hard to sit here and be so negative like this, but you're just hoping for something to li- to grab onto, something to kind of give you some hope. It's going to get better. And the problem <clears> is, we're desperate. We are desperate. We are desperate for for Champions League football. We're desperate for that trophy. I know I am, and I'm sure the mm. other lads are. Yeah. And this is where it's got to. It's eating these at some of the fans inside, mm. and all we can all we can banter with is yep. being two points above Arsenal if they win tomorrow. And, Enough's enough. Go on, Savage. If you go 518 days without putting any seeds 100%. in your fields, you ain't you ain't pulling no crops out of the floor. Absolutely, mate. You are, that. And this, and this is what we're seeing now. We're seeing the barren 
we're seeing the barren fields due yep. to not not seeding yep. not seeding them, and and we're not we're not we haven't grown the crops. As simple as that. We didn't replace we didn't replace the Dembele, who no. for me was unbelievable. Uh, Ericsson, Ericsson who was fantastic. But what yep. I'm trying to say is, the the players that we bought in early doors, and I say early doors, i.e. Hoiberg, Hoibier and Doherty. Um, Doherty and Ndombele, right? Say them three, right? Two of the three have been good, okay? The rest has been last-minute rushes, okay? Yeah, is so close, 35 million. All right, Regulon, okay, you can argue. Okay, but what I'm saying is, over the years, right? Sissoko, 35 million. We beat Everton to his signature because that season, when we played Newcastle, he was the best player on the park. So, I, for one, was, okay, I've seen him play live. Yeah, he's good. Well, I don't need to tell you the rest. So every player that we've got early doors has been nine times out of ten a success. It's the ones that we go down to the last day of the window, last day of lastminute.com Levy, lastminute.com Enoch. They're the ones that are just thrown at us. Like Mora, he was, if, if he was a top, top player, there'll be other teams after him. Am I right or am I wrong? Yeah? We got, we got Mora. Sorry, go on. Do, do you know you know what we need as a club? Because we're not spending on those players, we need what what Enoch need to do is find a level with the manager. And we need turd polishers. That's that that's the managers we need. We need a yeah. manager that can go and get a tune out of players over and above that, what they're capable of. It was Pochettino, wasn't it, to some degree before it was, he lost yeah, it. yeah. Yeah. Do you know you know it'd be a great fit at Spurs at the moment? Somebody, not not him, but somebody of David Moyes' ilk, who comes in and gets more out of the players than you think capable, who comes in right. and just gets but over people, and over. People, 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 people will be screaming, that was Pochettino. It was Pochettino. Poch. And, and actually, that, that yeah. 518 day thing, if we're getting it right, Chris is probably shouting at the uh, uh, down, down the line at us at the moment because we're probably getting it wrong. But that 518 days of not signing, if you then look at when we did make a signing after that, we broke our transfer record for uh, Tungo Ndombele and we also signed Giovanni Lo Celso and we also paid 30 million for Sessignon, right? Just just bear with me. So hang on, just bear with me. It took over a year for Ndombele to do anything, right? So that's another year on top of the 518. Yes, we made a signing, but he didn't really do anything, did he, for the club? Sessignon, he doesn't even play for us. He's out, he's out at loan. He had about three games for us and he's gone out. And Lo Celso, he's not even fit. Mm. So, so, so actually, during that period of 518 days, then we made the signings. But the three signings, and that's off the top of my head, we might have made some more. Um, Jack Clark, he went straight out on loan. What's, what's he done since? That 518 days actually turned into, what, 800. Because we went, went got a tune out of the other four players that we signed during that period of time until now, another mm. year down the line. I mean, it's just... The scouting system, the way it's we are, the way it's, it's it's recruiting. Do you know what scouting system I like? Do you know who are sorry, Lee? I have to get it off my chest. Do you know who I like and I look at and I envy is Leicester City, mate. Mm. The way they've got players, they've got they've bought gems. Okay, they haven't spent thousands and millions of pounds on a centre half. Yuri Tillemans, we got offered Yuri Tillemans, but it, obviously that uh, the people above or Poch said no. Fine, you missed out. The Fernandez is all right for Man United. But I look at Leicester. We could be Leicester. Do you see what I'm saying? The players and, they've got you know, are unreal. I'm not having. 
I'm not having that Pochettino said he didn't want players and he was happy with his squad. I think he was protecting that board. I, I, I think oh, this is, I, I don't. I don't think they backed him. I, and I think he he rolled out at press conferences and said, "No, no, no, I don't want players. I didn't buy players because I'm happy with who I've got." Yeah. I think he a wanted to try and keep his current squad motivated. Yeah. In them thinking that they were good enough, and he didn't want to replace them, getting them running through walls. And I think he was protecting a board that that wasn't that didn't weren't didn't have the money or didn't want to didn't want to pay the you, money for players. And can you imagine? Uh, can sorry, crackers. Can, can you imagine? Right? Can you imagine running through walls for that football club and, and literally ripping your heart out and sticking it on the, your sleeve like Pochettino did for us? Do everything that he done, and then the first time in the entire his entire reign of five and a half years, when he hits some trouble, he gets fired. But I think we all kind and, of and he to... never and he never he never but... got the opportunity to reinvest in the squad. He went through that Wembley transition. He went through the uh, the five hundred eighteen days of no backing and whatever it might have been and all that sort of stuff. Just to go back to your point, crackers that you're making, I'm just backing it up. And then and then to have what fourteen games in the Premier League or twelve games in the Premier League and have a bat, have, have a shocking back end of the season like Brendan Rodgers did, by the way, last year. And then, and then, uh, still get into a qualification, still get to a Champions League final, and then have that, and then get fired at the first minute that you could. How is Jose still in his job? It, on that, on that, based on that, yeah, yeah. how is Jose still on, in his job? On that job? basis, I agree. But I think we all agreed, even at towards I later on that. I never don't don't say I didn't. I didn't agree. He should, no, no, he I'm should not, never have gone. Pot. I'm not saying I'd have had him in League Two. I'd have had him in League Two. No, 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 can't, no, no. Come on, you can say League Two. So, no, this this is what I'm saying about giving people time. Going back to Jose as well, you can't we just keep firing people all the time. But, but also, we saw, towards, we saw towards the end he was losing the dressing room, Pochettino. It was obvious the results weren't Come coming. On, man. It, was, it, was uh, it was shocking. To... I was oh, at really? So, so all of a sudden, so Dyers are well beaten now, is he? Toby Alderweireld's a wide beater. He didn't want to give him a new contract. He didn't want to give him a new contract because he knew he was on his out. He was on his way out. Now all of a sudden he's lost a yard of pace. Marina gives him a new contract, and what is is all of a sudden, last week he was losing a lot of pace. He's not but good enough. I think what was Pochettino, Jan Vertonghen, he, he dropped him. At the beginning we we of that also season. can't People forget. Saying, oh, also, why are you dropping Jan Vertonghen? He left. But we also can't he, forget he with Pochettino. Pace, I, I must say on Pochettino for one second. We also can't forget, you know, that this team got to regular semi-finals and never got over the line. You also, I think, we also got to recognise that these players, you know. They invested so much into Pochettino. It's because you're talking about polishing the turd, but that's what Poch did. He got the mm. best out of these players. That's what he I'm did. saying. That's it, why I'm making it still the comparison. And it still wasn't enough, was it? Let's be honest about it. It still wasn't enough to get us over the line to where we want to be. And, you know, it's a conversation that really, um, it's not going to be all resolved in one show. And um, listen, we've done it there. You know, so the board, we can go back to Pochettino. There's just so many things that you can do now because what there's such a What do we do though, Rick, with the board? And like, let's just talk about that because we do we do get a lot of flack on social media about not bringing the board up and we are talking Lee, about well, it now. What, so, Lee, let me just bring in one, one point, one point here and, and talking yeah, about that flack because there's a last point I wanted to make on it. And the, the flack comes in where people go, oh, you guys on Last Word on Spurs, you're never screaming for that board to go. You never talk about that board. Well, look, sit on social media for those of you that do scream Enoch out all you like, okay? So, but if Enoch go, somebody has to come in. That's the realities of exactly. it, okay? Before you scream it on the table, all you please. like, okay? But somebody else has to come in. Now, be careful what you wish for as well, 
I'll, I'll, I'll say that. Well, we've got that new bloke, haven't we, to, to do naming rights. Sorry. Well, look, <laughs> you know, yeah. scream, scream all you like. But listen, I'm in the business, as is Lee, as is, and as is you, Rick, of looking at this a bit more objectively and going, yeah. well, it's all very good asking for them to go. But if nobody's coming in, yeah. then what? Mm. But then what? Then it's just screaming Enoch out, but with nobody wanting to come in. So you have to be a little bit objective and go, well, you know, yeah. maybe we do want them to go, yeah. but for who to come in? Yeah. If there's somebody also- to come in, then have that discussion. In the meantime, type type to type all the tweets you like, but it's going to yeah. go and nowhere. Just, and just... Just I agree with that, completely agree with that. And just quickly on that point as well, you know, when when you're talking about kind of you know looking objectively and that sort of stuff, before a ball was kicked this season, we had Jose Mourinho in charge, a serial winner. We'd invested into the squad, you know, adequately or okay-ish. We were buoyed that Bow was back. Most people were. I didn't see any ink banners flying around then, by the way. Um, Regulon coming in, Hoiberg coming in, and a Vinicius is a quality striker, good, uh, uh, good, good second striker or backup, though I say, uh, for, for Harry Kane and all that sort of stuff. And before, and this is where hindsight comes in. Before a ball was kicked, everyone was saying fantastic uh, by the board and by the scouting to get the players that we wanted in. Shame that we didn't get in the centre-back, but, you know, maybe we'll go back in for him in January and off we go. And actually, other than the Everton event uh, um, uh, result, the first opening game of the season, I think we ended up going 12 games unbeaten. I think we were scoring 2.5 or 2.6 goals per game. We were 2.3 or 2.25 points um, per game um, during that period of time. We got to the top of the league. So, you know... For me, it's a fine margin, and we're talking about it, and we're and we're we're passionate about the subject because because it's our football club. But it isn't about throwing everything out the door. It's about looking at some of these key uh, problems and, and making some adjustments. I I think going back to a point you made right at the beginning, Rick, something needs to change. I think it was on Chris Cowan's show that you said, uh, and I watched it earlier. Something needs to change. I'm not sure whether it's sling the board out and hope that we can get, you know, uh, some, some rich or whatever to come in. I'm not sure whether it's, you know, sack the manager or I'm not for, I'm not sure whether it's like get rid of the entire back four and just play the kids. I I don't know if it needs to be that big. What I think it needs to be is that we need to get together and work a plan out and say, right guys, this is where we are. Where do we think we can get to? This is the milestones that we're going to try and hit. Let's go. And I think if we can get that, get a bit of cohesion, get a style that we're the the that we're the players are happy with playing and that suit the players that we've got, I think we can win more football matches than we can lose. And I and I think we we've we've proven it. We've won more matches than we've lost so far across the whole season. We're in two cup competitions still, and with an outside chance, an outside chance of the top four after today's defeat. But it's not we're not we're not dead. You know, in, no offense, even though we not. feel it, we're not dead. No, you're right. You know, but we're not, and so we can come back. So mm. we can come back. Yeah, uh, boys, I want to just quickly, and we're not going to go into massive detail on the city game because um, I think for many people it's even bad enough to have to watch it to go and review it. But just want to pick out a few key moments of the game. Obviously, we saw the penalty to Man City. Hoybier ran in the back of Gundogan. Uh, Lloris got a hand to Rodri's penalty, but it crept inside the post. I think you know. He'll be disappointed, Larissa, that he didn't get a firmer hand to it. Rich, cut the key points on this one for you. Um, number one, was it a penalty? And number two, should Larissa do better? Uh, Larissa absolutely should do better because he telegraphed that. He absolutely tele- telegrammed where that was going. 
He's got an hand to it. And yet again, that arm <laughs> just ain't strong enough. We just keep seeing it with Lloris. He just, he just cannot get an arm to it. Would, would, uh, would Schmeichel have let that go in? If Schmeichel got his arm, Peter, you know, I know he was a world-class goal. Neuer, them goalkeepers don't let them in. They just do not go in. He, he, he should have done, he should have done better with that. The terrible penalty. The penalty itself, well, it's one of those ones where you see, you see him given. It's 50-50. I, 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 do you know what, Rick? I'm genuinely, I can't go black or white on that. It's so grey. One ref gives that penalty. Another ref doesn't. And I, I really can't, I genuinely cannot make my mind up where, where I am with that. But if you're going to have players attacking you in the box, and not just a City game, in quite a few games, if you yeah. keep allowing players into your box, guess what happens? You give the ref those decisions to make and some go for you and some go against you. So that was, yeah, it was just... That was one of those one of those things. One week that one week the ref just waves it on. The next week he blows and gives a penalty. But Loris, no, t- terrible again today. Absolutely terrible. A yeah. couple of them should he should have saved quite easily. And coming to you, Mourinho told Sky Sports we're undone by a modern penalty. He goes a penalty that even if you touch with a nail inside the box, it can be a penalty. Of course, depends on the opponent. But you touch someone with a nail is a penalty. You go to AR. And then I cannot deny there's a touch. I mean, Hoybier, as you've said, out, you know, it was a very lively start from him. I mean, made some very good interceptions, but as a whole, the bloke is absolutely knackered. And then we see the second goal where Gundogan scores. And this one, you know, there's no doubt Larice should be doing better than this. It's not the strongest of shots. You know, he could have saved both. Was poor Wednesday, poor again here. You know, what I don't understand is why goalkeepers aren't try to say with their hands when it's right below them and close to their body. You just think, just use your feet. Could you understand that at all? Yeah. No, not at all, mate. I mean, but the build-up to the goal was was just comedy defending, really. Um, I think if memory serves me right, Sissoko missed a run and I think it was Sanchez that got in the way or I don't know. It was, it was just calamitous. And as you said, Gundogan, um, just a soft, soft shot and it went under, I think it went under his, did it go under his legs? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So again, it's one of them things, you know. Does Larice do that against Aston Villa? Probably not. But because it's Man City, we tend to freeze up and 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 crap ourselves because we're so scared. Watching the players play today, just nervous, just absolutely nervous. No one wanted the ball. No one was calling for the ball. And you know, I'm sitting here going, "Oh, it's a shame we didn't draw. We should have gone there and try and beat them." But that's just. How it is at the moment, you know, just just awful, awful play, awful football. And I mean, coming to you, Lee, for the third goal. I mean, do you know what? It's so despondent to even talk about this. But you know, second goal for Gundogan, who got onto a long ball from Edison. Sanchez turned absolutely inside out, falls over, ends up trying to get his head in the way of the shot, but he didn't. And you know, quite frankly. Um, it's just a clown, mate. It was absolutely it's a comedy of errors, and you just sit and watch and wonder, you know, when is this nightmare going to end? I don't know. It was embarrassing, mate. That 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 was the you know the cherry on the cake. I, I totally agree, Van. You know, in terms of the the performance was uh, was was poor. I, I think that 
I think we were beaten before kick was even uh, ball was even kicked. I think it was a mentality thing tonight. I think we just rocked up there and gone. Do you know what? If we can get away with saying here today, that'd be great. And I tell you why I think that as well is because we was all thinking it. Every single yeah. one of us, every yeah. every one of these listeners, all of you guys listening, wherever you are, if you're in the, if you're in the states or abroad, you know when you're doing the run in the morning, mm. you'll be hearing this and you'll be nodding, right? Because yeah. you know that none of us thought that we would go to beat City. None of us, none of us thought it. And that, that has to transform it into the players' minds. We've must have been thinking that. They've gone on that pitch and thought, got a tough game here. Do you know what? If we can get away with one, that'd be great. So there was no, there was no, you know, like at least against Everton, there was serious attacking attempt. Do you know what I mean? Like we, you know, from 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 the kickoff, we started, uh, yeah. we started really fast. I just expect it now, Rick. That's mm. the that's the problem. The problem is I expect it now. On the point you made earlier, Lee, that I want to ask you, because you know you said you had a theory on the Carabao Cup, which I want to bring into context now, oh, yes. because um, Son didn't see much of the ball on the left with City dominant. Really frustrating night for him. Yeah. Came recalled to the 11, nearly opened the scoring, to be fair to him, after his free kick struck the post, but worked hard with very little openings. Tell us your concern and your theory about this Carabao Cup, because we're facing this City team in under a couple of months. And where yeah. God knows where they'll be and where we'll be at this moment in time, to be honest. Well, I think I think we've dodged a bullet there, haven't we, by the Cabo Cup being moved to, to April rather than the end of this month. Well, in about two weeks or 15 or 14 days, whatever it would be, uh, because City are on fire. Um, my, my theory is weird, right? And, you know, I have to bear with me on this. I just think this. I think... If we win the Carabao Cup, I still think we can lose some of our big stars because our big stars go, do you know what? I ain't seeing a long-term plan here. I can't see the vision. There's no, there's nothing for me to buy into. I've won a cup now. It's Tottenham. I'm off. So that might be the the Harry Canes or the Hummin Sons or, or whatever. The Ndombele might might be like, do you know what? What I'm doing here? Um, you know, you can you can see Bale definitely not uh, moving forward. Uh, you can see Deli Ali can't can say, hang on a minute, I'm off. So there's a there's a you know you can see Hugo Lloris. I know we've just given him a battering, but. Um, you know, if he goes to PSG, there'll be a lot of people up up in arms. So you can see that happening if we win it. If we don't win it, you can also see it happening. Do you, do you see what I mean? So I don't think the cow, and I've always said this, and I and I and I, and I stand by this. I don't think a Carabao Cup keeps your stars. I think what a Carabao Cup does is starts to give you the mentality of winning and getting trophies. Like you've always said this week, and I agree with that. Once you've got one, you get three, four, five. So many ex-professionals have said mm. that. You yeah. can't argue with that. So mm. I think that's where it comes from. But if we're not in a position to go and win another one, two, three, why would Kane want to stay? And and I know he's the crown jewels, and I absolutely love John uh, from Little White Rose. And what he said the other day, I thought sank different um, after he said that, which was, you know, he, you know, he's got the keys to the kingdom, as Crackers always says. But at the end of the day, it won't be up to Kane if he leaves because he's on a massive contract, and you know, there's there's just no way if we, you know if we don't want him to go, he won't go. Um, and and he loves the club and he's settled and blah 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 and he's a general Tottenham fan. Maybe the Jimmy Greaves thing is 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 in the back of his mind. So maybe we'll get another couple of seasons out of him. But I think I think if he wants to go, if he's if he's looking at this long term and going, do you know what? I want to win these big prizes, like like the Teddy Sheranums, like the Dimitar Berbatovs, like the Carl Walkers, like how many uh, keep going and going and going and going, like the Modric, like the Bale, like the, everyone else that has done it, everyone else that has come to our club and left. What does that say about our football club? Have we moved on in the last four, five, six seasons? No, not if they leave. Now, to be fair, we've kept these players in. We have kept them. The ones that we wanted to keep, we've kept them. But 
Christian Eriksen, regardless of how it's turned out, grass maybe not always greener, he wanted to go. He wanted to go for a new challenge. He could see that this is stale now. I'm done. What happens if Kane starts thinking that? What about if Son starts thinking that? What about Ndombele starts thinking that? All of a sudden, the rebuilding job that we're talking about at the back also has to start at the front. And then we're right in the strife. So <clears> I just think that we're in the cup final, which is fantastic. We're hopefully covid is, uh, uh, you know, we're vaccinated and we can get to Wembley and we have a fantastic day and we win it. And then that, but we have to also be challenging for the top four place at the same time and also still yeah. in the Europa League. Because if it all comes down to one Carabao Cup, at the end of the season, when we go, we finish fifth and we won a cup, people will, will, will maybe stomach that because we ain't won a cup for 13 years. But I'm not sure that the, the, the majority of the fan base and the players will stomach that. Because this season should be and has to be better than a Carabao Cup. And God forbid we lose. God forbid. Well, because if we what, lose another yeah, final, that really could be the just, breaking the yeah. camel's yeah, back. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just think deep down, and people are going to laugh at this, but I genuinely think we're, we're, we're like a cursed club. Do you see what I'm saying? I think that I'm, you know, people, not, not, not like mentally, but you look at things where. From a DNA perspective. We, yeah, I think it's just in our DNA. Like today, you know, as I said, when we started talking, I've got no no emotion because I knew we was going to lose. Is that that's just, that's terrible thinking that? And I'm worried about what city side turn up on that day. I mean, they were out. They were I, th- I think you got to worry about what Tottenham side turn up as well. <laughs> no, it ain't that. But, my, but this is what I'm saying. Whatever yeah. Tottenham side turns up, yeah, I'm yeah. guaranteed. You are guaranteed. I will put my money. Right on someone or two, three people making mistakes in that game to gift them the Carabao Cup mm. because it's, it's inevitable. Yeah, you, you let, I, I can predict, I can predict something tonight, and I know that something will, will happen. Someone's going to make the mistake, they're going to get a penalty. We're going to have 80% percent of the ball, they're going to score one nil and then win it. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, it, it's even, in our DNA, and it's been like that for years, mate, and, no matter and, who's in charge. Even even when you go back to the first uh, quarterfinal, first leg of the Champions League, and you know I think it was the second game or something, wasn't it, in the stadium, yeah. in the new stadium, they got a penalty then in the first in the first ten minutes. I know yeah. Louis saved it, right, but they did get a penalty. We gifted them. Yeah. Go back through that Champions League run and go back through that season as well. When we went up to the Etihad. They scored again in the first three minutes. You could not make this stuff up. It yeah, was like, yeah. where, and that's where I coined the phrase, a, a wet fish. You need to slap a wet fish in their face to wake these players up before they come out because they're like, they're like just sleeping. Mm. And, it's, and this was a, another manager. This is nothing to do with Jose. He's a completely different manager. Yes. And then the, this new manager comes in. They're still doing the same it's thing. The mentality. You start, it's the mentality. You start though. brilliantly against Wolverhampton Wanderers in three minutes. Bang. And Undembele smashes one in. We need to be winning that football match 4-0. That Wolves All day are long. shocking. Their confidence was on the floor. We've scored within three minutes. We draw the match. I mean, you're you, you having a laugh. Look you, at Bobby Firmino. It cannot keep happening, can it? Yeah. Right, look at Bobby Firmino. Has he scored a goal since win- the two winners against us? No. He's nowhere to be seen today. What about Lanzini? He hasn't scored since West Ham mm. against us. Boys, it just We just yeah, give these players that yeah. haven't scored for ages. I know people laugh at me, but no, it's no. true. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's absolutely soul-destroying, but we do have to go to our final break Rodri, of the show. Is Rodri's first ever penalty he's ever taken? It's against us. 
boys. We've got to go to a break. We've got to go to a final break. We have to go to a final break. Guys, Europa League is coming next. My God, do we need a performance in that to give us some form of hope. Listen, we're going for our final break of the show. Uh, taking you into this break, we've got a very special preview coming away for this one. This is from our Austrian... I say broadcast, who very kindly has recorded for us. This is from Tom Midler, taking you into this final break of the show. And then when we return, we're giving you our prediction ahead of Spurs' first leg of this Europa League tie to come against Wolfsburger. Do not go anywhere. We're back after our final break of the show. OK, Jaffet. Um, I mean, first of all, thoughts on, on, the, on the game and the performance? Um, uh, I think I've said it quite a few times. I think, you know, we had a game plan and... You know, see, we know City are in form and they're a very good team. And you know, it was going to kind of be similar to how it was the first time we played them at, uh, at home. Um, thought we, you know, we made some great blocks, we defended well. I think the penalty changed the, the whole game. And I think we done well to keep it 1 0 at half time, you know. Uh, if Harry's uh, free kick goes in, you know, it changed. It's, uh, you know, we get the momentum. But I think second half, you know, they, they just showed their quality. And I think once they got that second goal, they, their confidence was just high. And, you know, you can see they were the better team today. Yeah, yeah, for, for, you know, we had a game plan, we knew that, you know, they're, they're a very good team and the more, you know, time you give them on the ball, you know, they're, they're going to get momentum, so we knew we just had to go after them, you know, you know, try and, you know, press them as soon as they get wide and stuff, and, you know, we started off over, like I said, the penalty changes the, the, the game, you know, so, yeah. I mean, I mean, if we try and look at a, a couple of positives, you, you, your performance was one of them, for sure. Back in the, I mean, first Premier League, appearance of the season Jaffet so I mean it's good for you I know it's difficult to talk about things like that when you've been in a, in a team that's come here and lost but you've got to take those positives forward haven't you yeah obviously, um, you know the manager put me in in this one and it shows that he, he, he trusts me to do the job obviously as a defender you know as, as well as you play it's never nice to concede one goal and then especially three so I think for me I just need to look back here obviously happy to you know make my Premier League debut this season but uh, I think we need to look back at me as a team and see where we can go and do better but like I said we move on to the next one on Thursday. I mean, you, I mean, they, you started up against Sterling, then they switched it, and, and Foden was on uh, over on your side as well. So, I mean, you've got two of the best players in English football up against you today, and, and you really handled that test well. I thought. I thought. Yeah, no, like you said, um, they're very, they're two very quality players, and I, and I think with them is uh, the more time you give them, you know, or if you're backheading and you, you dive in, that's, that gives them a chance because you know they got quick brains, quick feet. You know, you just have to watch the watch the ball at all times and make sure you're. You're concentrated and you know working with your team, talking together, and you know, like I said, they're very two two quality players, and you know, like you said, very good in uh, English football. You do rise to those challenges, don't you? I mean, the the, the, the you've been up against some tough players in your Premier League career so far, and you've you've, you've done well. You've done well in all these games. Uh, yeah, like like I said, it's just um, as a as a young player, you know, and to get put in these games, it, it's not a. Something you know you can take for granted. It shows that the manager trusts you to put you in such magnitude of a game. So you know I need to approach it right, be aggressive, and know that these guys are quality for a reason. You know they're there for a reason. So I need to be on my game at all times and concentrating. So yeah. I start by what is a very important thing for me, which is uh, the players' uh, commitment, effort, uh, togetherness. Um, the second half was very hard. Um, I saw some players in the limits of, of their um, condition, in the limits of their physicality. I was even scared by, by some of them, uh, minute 88, 89, still sprinting, still uh, trying. Um, and that gives me a, 
a painful feeling because I feel for them, um, but at the same time gives me a very positive feeling of a, a team that fought, fought and fought until the end. Going in the football direction, I think I believe that in the first half we were good. Uh, we started the game very positive. Uh, we didn't fear them. We didn't have problems. We didn't have any defensive problem, even playing in an offensive way like we tried to, to do. Uh, once more, unlucky. The hurricane ball, uh, I don't know how is not a goal. Uh, unlucky with another, um, another penalty of modern, of modern days. Um, but I like the team in the first half, very, very positive. In the second half, when you concede a goal after five minutes, uh, it's hard. It's hard because then it's the fatigue plus uh, the emotional side. But it was when the guys, they fought until, until the end. I think the result is, is too heavy, really, really too heavy. But it uh, gives me also another feeling, which is if we get into that final in the same physical conditions as them, let's go. Jaffet came back in today, did well. I mean, he was up against Sterling, then Foden. What, what did you think of his performance? He did very well. He did very well. Uh, OK, uh, he's, of course, a positive uh, young guy, academy guy, uh, club guy, uh, coming to the game. And the game, of course, not easy. I didn't feel that he had any, any problems. Uh, he was completely in control against good players and against a good team. And when the team is not physically well in the globality of the players, then minute after minute, you start opening a little bit more spaces, not the same uh, covers from the midfield guys or the centre-backs. He had a little bit of situations in, in the second half, but complete performance by, 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 by the kid. Hi, nice to be back on The Last Word on Spurs. Thanks for having me on again. Another Austrian opponent for Spurs in the Europa League. Unbelievable. So after uh, getting away with a 3-3 draw against Lask in the away leg of the group stages, now they've drawn VRC for the knockout round last 32. Let's start with the name if we're going to be sticklers about it. All the big journalists get this one wrong. It's Wolfsberger Adse. So it's not Wolfsberger. It's not Wolfsburg from Germany. It's Wolfsberger Adse or VRC as they're most commonly called over here. Uh, a tiny, tiny club completely on a different level to the German side Wolfsburg. Not to be compared at all to them. Not to be compared to Tottenham. Not really to be compared to the big sides even in Austria. It has to be said. It's a really incredible achievement that VRC have made it through to the knockout rounds of the Europa League. It was their first ever European campaign last season. They had a great go at the knockout stages, unbeaten in two games against Roma and a memorable 4-0 win away at Borussia Mönchengladbach in that campaign, but not enough to go through. This time they've gone one better, a really important win away in Moscow against CSKA and two victories against Feyenoord. VRC punched massively above their weight to uh, to get through into this tie with Tottenham. And they were just hoping to get anyone big from the draw. So it's a dream draw for them to play against Tottenham. You know, VRC was probably the, the name that a lot of people wanted to get out of the hat in terms of easiest opponents to play against and smallest opponents to play against VRC to uh, give them some sort of comparison. They've got a squad value of 18 million euros. They've got... Uh, a stadium size of about 7,000. There's not a single major starting international player in their lineup. So uh, it really is a minnow's story that, uh, that Viatia are here. But it's a great tie for them, a real chance to go out and enjoy it. No pressure. 
Um, if I'm going to pick out some players from what has been a really memorable European season for VRC, you've got to look at Michael Lindor. Lindor is the, the classic number 10. He's the most experienced player in Europe in that VRC side. He's 35 years old. He's the captain. He's got a mean left foot. Give him space at your peril. He uh, doesn't hesitate to find the top corner with a great strike with his left foot. And he loves a good set-piece delivery as well. He can strike direct, but even more dangerously, watch out for Michael Lindor delivering free kicks into the box and getting somebody else on the end of it. He was the top assister in the Bundesliga last season, and he's got the top assist tally at the moment as well. Although it has to be said that Lindor's not quite having the same impact on games this season as he did last year. So it's been a little bit of a drop off for the 35 year old Lindor. Still one to watch. Elsewhere in the midfield, you've got the uh, very young and uh, diminutive figure of uh, Matthias Taferner on his day with his long curly hair. He can be really, really eye catching. Um, does fail to turn up occasionally as well, but that's what you expect of a player who's still really, really young. Elsewhere in the defence, I would say uh, Dominic Baumgartner's one to look out for. Watch out for him popping up and getting on the end of a Michael Lindor free kick. He loves to come forward and get a few headers on target. Other than that, there's not really anybody in the side who should massively trouble a team as big as Tottenham Hotspur. You've got Dario Wiesinger up front. You've got Dejan Jovelic as well, the lone striker from Eintracht Frankfurt. But really, this season, VRC have struggled for goals, actually. They missed the presence of Sean Weissman, who they had last season, and he was the top goalscorer in the Austrian Bundesliga. He left in the summer for Valladolid, and VRC have struggled in the goals department since then. In general... That's about all I've got to say about the tie, to be honest. It's uh, a David versus Goliath kind of thing. It's definitely one that Tottenham should be the massive favourites for. They should be able to win both legs without making too much drama about it. But, of course, the tie's un- in uh, very unusual circumstances. It's just been moved to Budapest. There'll be no fans there. It's an away game for both teams. So it, it remains to be seen how uh, the two sides will cope with it, to be honest. But it's a real shame for VRC. Just like the game against Lask for Spurs, you know, these Austrian sides are pretty small and the money would be great for them. It would be great for them to be able to sell tickets to these games. But as it is, VRC are actually losing money on their Europa League games because they've got to go and hire a stadium in Budapest and travel and they lose all their home advantage as well. So it's a, a dream tie that's turned into a bit of a nightmare in many ways for VRC. They really would have wanted to play this in their home state of Corinthia, but not possible. They've got to go to Budapest and see what happens. I hope for two enjoyable games. I hope you get to enjoy it. But um, I think Tottenham fans should, uh, yeah, get on board with VRC as well and maybe have a look at them, you know, a bit of support, maybe buy a shirt from the club shop or something because it's a bit of a shame. VRC should be able to cash in big time on a game like this. You know, this is absolutely the game of the club's history. No doubt about it. It's the biggest tie in their lives for all of the players and for the club as a whole. And unfortunately, it's uh, just not under the circumstances that they would have wished to have it played. But still... I look forward to the games. Uh, I hope you all enjoy them. And uh, yeah, we can talk afterwards, depending on what happens. Let's see how it goes. Cheers. 2008. 1999. 1985. 1972. Whenever it happens to you, it's never too late to get support. If you've ever it still matters. Go to gov.uk slash sexual abuse support to see the support available. 2008. 1999. 1985. 1972. Whenever it happened to you, 
It's never too late to get support. If you've ever experienced sexual violence or sexual abuse, you can get confidential support from specialists who will listen to you, believe you, and understand how hard it is to talk. It still matters. Go to gov.uk slash sexual abuse support to see the support available. Hello, welcome back to the final part of a very difficult, tough last word on Spurs. Thank you so much for still keeping with us if you are still with us, because my God, this has been pain beyond pain in terms of football in terms. So, so difficult. Rich, Europa League coming our way on Thursday. A light relief from the Premier League and FA Cup and Carabao Cup to come if we're predicting what we're thinking is this the competition, Rich, that gives us some form of, I don't know, invigoration, some hope that we can get back to winning ways? Because, God, it feels a long time since a win and we need something to talk about differently on this podcast. It's getting becoming very difficult right now, Rich. It's Wolfsburger versus the microwave burgers, isn't it? We were talking about <laughs> earlier. It's, oh, man. Let's hope that this is a welcome distraction yeah, from yeah. everything else that's going on. And a, a European opponent, um, it's not its not the Wolfsburg of Germany, it is Wolfsburg. And there still seems to be some confusion as to, uh, as to which Wolfsburg it is. I still think that some people actually think it's the German Wolfsburg, but it's Wolfsburger. It's a bit like... Are you Wolfsburger or Wolfsburger's brother? It's like, like Deli Alley and his brother, isn't it? It's like, all right, look, let's go out there Thursday and go, right, almost like a almost like a couple that's having like marital problems and going, should we book a few days away and uh, like, you know, go and get a hotel, get away from yeah. the home, get away from the kids. Let's let's see if we can like, you know, just go out and have a couple of nice meals, couple of drinks. And do you remember that when you used to be able to go out and have drinks in bars? Yeah, I forgot, I forgot um, about that. Yeah. So, yeah, let, let's hope, let's hope that it's a bit of a welcome distraction. Go there. And I don't know, it's it's something to aim at, isn't it? It's something that we're through, it's not yeah. the league. It's we're at the FA Cup, so let, let's give it a tilt. Let's go and put, oh, say, a, a good team out. That's what we've been trying to do. And as that were, I don't know, maybe it might be just a good idea to throw the kids in and say, Go on in, go and have a go at that, see how you, see how you get on. It's like I, I'm just hoping for it to be a welcome distraction, yeah. Rick, from, from, from the domestic woes at the moment, and uh, let's see, see where it takes us. But you know, a win is what we desperately need and a little bit of confidence. It might just spark a little something just to just to come off the pitch, uh, you know, with chest out and, and chin up a bit. So so let's see. Do you fancy this, Rich? What would you say as a prediction? Uh, well, look, Wolfsburg, Austrian, you know, yeah. it, it, nobody's nobody's falling over their self to pay 30 quid a month to any satellite company to Not watch Austrian football, are they? So, <laughs> so he's hardly up there as one of those leagues and like, you know... Who plays for Wolfsburg? It's not like they've got Ronaldo in in their, their ranks, is it? So, on paper, it's a team, but we should be should be skittling, you know. But then, so should Brighton be a team we're skittling and yeah. uh, and others. So it's so hard mm. to predict what Spurs are, are going to do. That this is yeah. the problem. It's not like yeah, yeah, we're doing doing well. And uh, again, all depends what sort of team he puts out. But whatever team he puts out should 
should be able to beat a team like Wolfsburger and and make it comfortable and, and you know to to, to to progress. And coming around to you, I know you turned off at this point, but Gareth Bale came on uh, a couple of jinking runs, got us a little bit excited. Josie on the back of his performance said, "I think he was okay." Of course, he. Only had one transition with the team before this. No problems after the match. Let's see if he can play Thursday or next week. He also confirmed that Hummin Son has picked up a slight knock. He says he has a wound in his ankle. A wound means a stud. A stud in the ankle means a card. I don't think it's a red. Hopefully nothing big and that's it. So we're hoping Son will be okay. Um, and what do you see going to Wolfsburger? Are you confident at all we can kind of hold the league for a while and go there and put in some kind of performance? <laughs> Lee needs to find out who hasn't scored for Wolfsburger all season because oh. matey boy he's going to score against Yeah, isn't it? Do you back us at all as a welcome distraction? Listen, I, I'm like Rich I don't know much about this team I, you want to know you, you often want to say to yourself yeah we can go out there and get a good mm. result and with, with, with the, the return leg we don't have to do much but I know we're going to make it hard for ourselves so it could be a one all, or it could be a two-one narrow win to us. I just, I just know it's going to be one of them games. Prediction, Ant? Can we have a Are prediction you... from you? Can you give us a prediction? I'm, well, I don't want to go against Spurs because I don't know much about this team. So I think an away win from Spurs, but there's a but. It's Spurs. It's Spurs. <laughs> and if Lee can find out who hasn't scored for Wolfsburger, I'm going to bet that mate. Matey boy's going to score against us because they're well, going to be many, up for it. Not many people ain't scored for Wolfsburger, to be honest, because what, what you won't want to hear, um, my esteemed Spurs fans, colleagues and listeners, <laughs> is that since they beat um, Feyenoord on the <clears throat> December the, the 10th, um, they've played 12 games and they've only lost one. <laughs> Sixteen goals in that in that twelve games as well. So uh, they got a decent average of goals uh, scored, um, and they've only lost one. Uh, like I say, during oh, that period of time. Well, so that's that, interesting. That, that, um, well, that yeah, gives no, you a lot I, of I think, confidence. I think I think we've got to go there, and uh, we've got to get on the front foot, and we've got to win the game. We've got to win it handsomely, um, and we've got to get some confidence back because you know three days after that we we go we go to West Ham, and we cannot be losing to West Ham well, away. I, I, I just we, wonder, we Lee, I just wonder, Lee, for you, how pivotal is this then for Jose Mourinho this game? Don't... Especially now because we got knocked out of the FA Cup by Everton mm. as well. Yeah. This is another trophy that he really fancies. This fella fancies it. He, he's coming to this season today, uh, this this year, thinking I can win the Carabao Cup and I can win the Europa League. Because uh, you know, and, and he's done it in Man United, and I mm. think he thinks he can do it here. Can I ask you, Lee, because of the nature of that, you know, his remit has been get Spurs back in the Champions League. As we always keep saying on this show, it's top four, it's about top four. Because the league is looking very difficult right now, of course it's still in reach somehow. My God, I don't know how mathematically it's still in reach. If he was to have a really, really poor result in this game, could that, in a way, tip the scale ahead of West Ham? Yeah. It's confidence thing. You said at the top of the show, and I completely agree with you. If we go out in there and play some really good stuff, keep a clean sheet, score three, four goals, but um, Bow has a good game, Delhi plays a good game, get some minutes under their belt, Vinicius on the score. Of course, absolutely. And this is what I'm saying about throwing a baby out of the bathwater. You know, this isn't about you know top to bottom, blah blah blah. This is about changing something that is going to make a difference this season and set a foundation up. And and you have to go again. You have to. I think this is about getting all of, all of the team together, the staff, the coaching, everybody, and saying, look, this is where we're at. 
who's up for it? Who wants to go again? Who wants to get back in and, and go again and get a plan so that we can finish from now until the rest of the season on? It's a little bit like Project Restart. When, uh, when we had that break last time, it done us a favour and we come back and we, we were very good, actually. We were very good. I think we were third in the form table, whatever it might have been, um, in, in the Project Restart. And I think we need to just restart. We need to reset the button. We've got a cup final to look forward to as well. And we've got to go out and win this football match comfortably, get a really nice lead um, and, uh, and, and go into that West Ham game with confidence because that's their cup final. They absolutely love to beat us and uh, you know we can't you know they're, they're sitting above us and fair play to them I think Moyes uh, got a shout out from Crackers earlier Moyes has done a fantastic job there um, and uh, and they're doing well this season but we cannot lose to that, that football side we cannot use that mm. football club we have to win we yeah. have to take the three points in the Premier League and 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 the Europa League tie against Wolfsburg will set that up nicely go out and win what do you reckon league prediction? Uh, we'll lose 2-0 <laughs> Isn't that Tottenham? Like, I'm totally joking. I'm totally joking. No, well, I, think, I think we'll win. I think we'll win and I think we'll win well. I think we'll win 3-0. I think we'll the, the tie will be finished in the first leg. Do you think he goes strong? Does he go strong? Would you take... Does Harry Kane play? Does Vinicius play? I, I think play? he needs a rest. I think Hoiberg needs a rest. I think Kane needs a rest. I think Son needs a rest, personally. I think there's yeah. two legs. I think that I think that we will score. Um, so in a way, goal situation... Again... Jamie says this a lot, you know, cup football, especially in the Europa League, is different. You know, you can go away, you can afford to get a 1-1 draw to bring them back to your place and bat- and beat them. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying that we're going to get a 1-1 mm. draw with them because I think we're in 3-0. But I, I, I wouldn't. I, I'd play definitely play Joe Hart and get Lloris out of the firing line for a bit. He mm. needs a rest. I'd get Hoiberg out of the, the firing line. He needs a rest. And I'd get Kane and Son out. And, and, and I'd say, to, I'd throw the ball, essentially, clearly. I'd throw the ball to Delhi, I'd throw the ball to, to Bale. And I'd say, go on, boys, go get involved. Rich, I yeah. want to come to you, Rich, on that point that Lisa's there. Because, Rich, you've been very forthright in terms of your views on the manager. Just to kind of close the show with you. Um, if he doesn't get the result here, bearing in mind the case where his remit is to get Spurs into the Champions League and he suffers a really, really bad defeat here. Can you see a change in between that to West Ham or do you think it's going to be very difficult in that period? No, I, I think the ball's going to stick with him to at least the end of the season. Regardless of what honest. happens with Tottenham in the cup competitions for you? Yeah, I, I do. Yeah, yeah. I personally, I, I, I would bite the bullet and then try and, and, and have him out and try something else because I just, I just cannot see it changing. Mm. If they're not playing for him, that's a problem. If they are playing for him, it's still a problem because they're not doing what they're told, or he's not coaching them correctly. And I don't know, so I don't know which which one it is. So, um, but I can't see the board letting him go because, as I said before, don't forget this is Daniel Levy's man. He made a big song and dance on that Amazon documentary about bringing Jose in and how he wanted him. So if he goes. Then Daniel Levy, it's literally it's Daniel Levy in the dugout. That's his man, mm. and we all know how it works in sort of high power business. Yep. If you if your man doesn't work below you, you have to sometimes you have to fall on your sword as well with them because it's, it's him endorsed. So I think for for many reasons, I don't think the money's there to sack him, and um, and the, and the pride of of it, of it failing. So. Uh, yeah, I, I can't see him going, Ricky. Sorry, I'm just like, you know, 
whether you want him to go or not, he's not going. Let's ask the boys before we finish up. Um, Ant, for you, will Jose Mourinho be here at the end of this season, Ant? Yes or no? Yes, I believe so, yeah, because there's no one out there. Okay, interesting. Lee, for you, are you the same as the boys? Do you believe he'll be here at the end of the season, regardless of results? It'll be at the end of the season and it's still have won two trophies. <laughs> Come on, you Spurs. That's Lee McQueen over. Listen, guys, we're going to go. We're going to leave you to try and recover because it is difficult. Like I say, recording straight after the back of that. I hope you understand and emphasise and, yeah, feel what we're going for at the moment. I'm sure you do. Listen, thank you to every single person that got in touch with us. Over 150 listener questions. We couldn't read them all out. Thank you so much. We try and change them up every single week. Guys, listen, most importantly, keep safe, keep well. And as always, come on, you Spurs. 1999 Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.